listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's the Coffee Hour. It's the it? Co- <laughs> Sorry. How long have we been doing I this? I don't know. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. <laughs> it is Wednesday. Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? No, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Remember, we recently had this discussion about yes, words that are hard to say. It's true. Uh, speaking of words that are hard to say, I was recently reading through some really good stuff on on creation. Oh, that was a and nice there, segue. there were a bunch of words that were really hard to say, and I'm glad that I don't have to say them because we have the expert on today uh, to share oh, those boy. words. So I'm excited because there's a, a really good, uh, a, a really interesting event coming up uh, sponsored by Missouri Association for Creation coming up in just a couple of weeks here in St. Louis mm-hmm. uh, called Adam's Children. We'll talk about that in those just are, a minute. Those aren't hard words to say. Not at all. Adam's Children, that's, that's easy. <laughs> I can say that. It's the, the Hebrew origin of my name, Andrew. Adam. See? I can say those words. Those are oh, easy. Wow. Uh, another fun <laughs> event coming up in St. Louis as well. Brew in the Loo supporting mm-hmm. Lutheran Elementary School Association. That's coming up very soon as well. So we'll chat about that here in just a little bit as well on the Coffee Hour. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Joining us by phone today, Dr. Todd Wood from Core Academy of Science and presenter at the Missouri Association for Creation's workshop called Adam's Children. Dr. Wood, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Tell us about your research on human fossils and what you're looking for when uh, when you're studying human fossils. Yeah, um, some of the things that I'm looking for in human fossils are things that would indicate, you know, what is humanity and how do I recognize it in the fossil record? Um, what, what do these fossils mean for our understanding of the flood? What do they mean for our understanding of the Tower of Babel? What do they mean for the understanding of how the earth recovered after the flood? All of those kinds of questions get wrapped up into my studies of of human fossils and where they're found and what they're like. Tell us about the um, some of the the work that you've done. This is so fa- <laughs> so fascinating and so many things I want to know. Um, but some of the work that you've done on on human fossils. Yeah, I've been working on human fossils now for for about a decade, and I've really um, I've really been examining uh, fossils and trying to understand what is human and what is not. That's been mostly my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, once I, once I have some sense of what is human, then I try to figure out, well, what does this mean for the flood? So, um, so one of the things that I find is I, that humans in the fossil record tend to be way more diverse than humans are today. So we look around at our different um, ethnic groups that we have today, and we're all, well, Deep down, we're all pretty similar. But when you get to the fossil record, you find human beings that are much different than what we have around today, which is fascinating. And then, of course, genetically, we find out that I'm carrying genes of these ancient Neanderthal peoples. Um, uh, And so, you know, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for humanity? What does it mean for the image of God? Uh, It's a fascinating, fascinating field to study. Mm -hmm. The, the term Adam's children or Adam's descendants, I thought about that for a minute. I was like, oh, wait, that's everybody. That's literally everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, t- so why choose those terms? I, I have an idea, but why, <laughs> why choose those terms, Adam's children? Well, Adam's children has a, have a history, right? Um, how we got to where we are today. A lot of that is recorded in historical documents and historical records. And some of that is is discernible from the archaeological record. And then there's this whole realm of, of fossils that go 
even farther beyond what we know from our recorded history. So the question is, you know, what are these, who are these people and, and how did they get there? Why do we have people uh, in Asia that seem to be, you know, living on little stone tools and whatever they can hunt? Um, how, did that, how does that relate to the Tower of Babel? And that's been the focus of my research. And so it made sense for us to sort of focus on Adam's children and what the history of those people mean for us today and meant for uh, biblical revelation back in uh, back in their own time. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things uh, that you've learned? I mean, we only have, you know, another eight minutes or so. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Dissertation in six uh, yeah, minutes or fine. less. Yeah, uh, yeah, no problem, are, no problem. What are some of the, the like highlights of the things that you've learned? Uh, well, one of the things that I've learned and it's been really exciting, you know, you listen to the basic evolutionists talk about the evolution of humanity, and he'll be telling you about how the fossil record shows all these transitional forms, and it's really clear, and it's so obvious we can call it a fact. And what I found, probably the principal discovery I've just found, is that that's not exactly right. You can actually put things in categories. Um, now, it's not always easy because some fossils are pretty fragmentary and some fossils, there's not very much of it. And so it's hard to say what you're looking at. But on, but on the whole, you can tell the difference between a human being in the fossil record and an animal in the fossil record, which I think is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I found uh, that is exciting to me, looking at the diversity of humanity in the fossil record, I'm reminded uh, to not judge what is human just by what I look like. Um, It's so easy for us in the modern world to think of humanity as what I am and how I think and uh, and to sort of look down on people who might disagree with me about any number of things. And so when I look in the fossil record and I see human beings that are so different from what I look like, uh, it reminds me I should be careful about how I approach other people and how I think about other people because they're made in God's image also. That's very insightful. Yeah. What do other scientists, many scientists, find difficult in uh, the history of human origins? Uh, you mentioned uh, evolutionary uh, scientists earlier. What do many scientists today find difficult in the history of human origins? Well, I think the, the biggest thing that causes the 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 biggest controversies is the fact that we're dealing with ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to study plants, crop plants, or animals, or jellyfish, or stuff like that, fruit flies. That's very impersonal because that's not us. But when you get to something like us and our origins and our history on this planet, suddenly it becomes very personal, right? It becomes very, uh, it hits right at home. Uh, and as people, then, we have a lot invested in our, in our own worldview and in our own biases and the way we think about the world. And as Christians, we uh, trust our lives and our future and our eternity to Jesus Christ and his death. And that relates to, then, our own sinfulness. And that brings us back to Genesis. Where did that sinfulness begin? And what is the punishment for sinfulness? Uh, and that brings us back to Genesis. And so these things become very personal to to creationists, but they also become personal to evolutionists, right? Because they're banking on the idea that, well, there is is no ultimate 
Um, so atheistic evolutionists, let's be very clear about this. Uh, they're banking on the idea that there's no ultimate um, there's no ultimate accountability here. When they die, they think they're just going to turn back to you know they're going to rot and turn back to dust and get recycled into other organisms. And the idea that somehow there is a god who is expecting something from them and has the only way to eternal life uh, that can be very convicting and very challenging. And so you can find, you know, heated, heated ideas all the way around when you bring up the idea of human origins and what it means and how we ought to interpret it. Absolutely. Uh, and something that, that you've mentioned a few times is, is uh, the difference between a human fossil and an animal fossil and being able to tell um, is how, how can you tell uh, are there differences that that me as a sci- non non scientist would, would understand uh, the, the differences between the two? Because that, that's a, that's such an interesting in a minute and a half. Yeah, that's such yeah, an in interesting a and a half, concept. No problem. <laughs> well, that's going to be one of the things that we're going to talk about at our workshop. I'm going to be showing a lot of the work that I've done and how how the process goes to understand the difference between a human fossil and a non human fossil. And the coolest part is I'm bringing a large collection of really high quality replicas uh, that have been generated from actual scans of fossils so people can actually look at these things for themselves and make up their own minds you don't have to take my word for it i can show you right here here's the fossil it's a high quality replica and this is exactly what it's like so i think that's one of the most exciting things about this workshop is that there's going to be that opportunity for you to actually pick these things up and look at them and examine them for yourself and i can sort of walk you through what they mean and and where they came from and all the details that you've got that you want to know about those questions i'd love to be able to answer them nice excellent the workshop coming up uh, october 26th right here in the st louis area so you want to check that out uh mm-hmm. we'll provide the link for that in the program notes today as well where you can look for the uh, adam's children uh website and find the link there as well but we'll provide the note the uh, link for that in the program notes today coming up uh october 26th it's uh what saturday um, the end yep. of this month. So if you mm-hmm. want to check it out, you can meet Dr. Todd Wood and uh, Dr. Mark Ross will also be there and uh, sharing in this presentation, Adam's Children. Thank you so much, Dr. Todd, for for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today and for your insights on mm-hmm. this and uh, blessings on the upcoming workshop. It sounds... intriguing exciting engaging uh and so registration information is all available on that website as as well correct we do do need to register in advance right yes you do there's a lunch included and a workbook so we need Mm -hmm. to have a head count ahead of time so you can go to coresci.org slash adam to find out more coresci that's like sci as in as science (laughs) b-o-r-e-s-c-i yep coresci.org all right. Slash Adam. Slash Adam. You can sign up for the workshop there. It's coming up Saturday, October 26th. Our guest today, Dr. Todd Wood with Core Science, uh, Core Academy of Science and presenter at the Missouri Association for Creation Workshop, Adam's Children. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Coming up in just a little bit, learn more about the upcoming Brew in the Lou event here in St. Louis, supporting Lutheran schools. Uh, two perspectives, teachers' perspective, students' pers- our family, uh, parents' perspective of why Lutheran Elementary School Association is so important to Lutheran schools. Stick around.